A reading from the Gospel of John. Glory to you, Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his sides. And the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. When I first got assigned to preach this Sunday, I was ecstatic. I love Pentecost. It is a day of celebration, a day we not only celebrate the, the birth of the church, but it is a day meant to celebrate the beauty and the diversity of God's beautiful earth and the most beloved of all of God's creation, God's children. Yet the coronavirus and all the recent heinous acts of police brutality makes me question, are we all truly beloved? When black, brown, and indigenous people are experiencing deserts of every kind, water, food, shelter, housing, and healthcare, they are also at higher risk to contracting COVID-19 due to the long history of inequality, which makes them not only more likely to be immunocompromised, but they are also working jobs that put them at higher risk. There is the renewed violence against the Asian American community. This global pandemic has been the cause for an increase in violence and racially motivated attacks against people of Asian descent. People are pouring acid on Asian Americans spitting on them, hurling profanity and all sorts of verbal abuses against them. And a Burmese American family was even fatally attacked in a grocery store in Texas. Moreover, this is happening all over the nation and it even happens here in the Pacific Northwest. Two weeks ago, a Chinese American man and public school teacher was verbally accosted at a Home Depot in downtown Seattle. Then, in the last two weeks, a series of videos made available to the public have again brought to light the injustices African Americans have been protesting for years, from Ahmaud Arbery being murdered by civilians, to Amy Cooper calling the cops on Christian Cooper, to Breonna Taylor and George Floyd being wrongfully murdered by police. To be clear, none of these events or instances are revealing anything new. It is incidents like these that spurred the civil rights movement in the 50s and 60s. It is incidents like these that spurred the LA riots in 1992. It is incidents like these that started the Black Lives Matter movement in the 2000s. To quote actor Will Smith, racism is not getting worse, it is getting filmed. 
in addition to the tragedies heaped upon African-American, especially on poor African-American communities, the higher number of deaths, rates of illnesses, and higher rates of unemployment and evictions due to the economic consequences of COVID-19 and decades of systemic inequality and decades of unchanged policies and senseless violence against innocent people have once again pushed the African-American community past their breaking point. There has been no meaningful change in the way police treat Black people and Black communities since the brutal beating of Rodney King in 1991. Instead of debating how a traumatized and grieving community ought to process their feelings and how they ought to protest and how they ought to explain to us what is going on. I think all of us, white people and, and non-black people of color like myself, need to look at ourselves. We have to ask ourselves, how did it get to be this way? And what can we do about it? Where is God? in all of this. How can we claim to be the body of Christ? How can we claim to be the body of Christ when one member's neck is being pressed down upon for longer than eight minutes? When one member's belly is swollen from hunger? When one member's lips are dried up from thirst? When one member's lungs are heavy with disease? When one member's eyes are hollow with grief and one member's voice has grown hoarse with anger. When any part of the body suffers, doesn't the whole body suffer? How can the body go on at that point? If one part of the body is broken, how can the whole function? This is the message for us today. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. Though we are all from different walks of life, we should feel the pain and the hunger and violence against the bodies of our siblings as if they were done to our own very bodies. The deaths of George Floyd, of Breonna Taylor, of Ahmaud Arbery, should feel like we are experiencing their death as if we had just lost a part of our own bodies. If we do not feel this pain, if we do not experience their loss like we have just lost a limb or our very own hearts, then we need to ask ourselves, are we even part of the body of Christ? Today is the birth of the church. Today, we are reminded that God has gifted every single one of us with unique talents and gifts. In our secular modern society, we may have a hard time understanding the gifts of tongues and miracles, but one gift should not give us pause. The gift of prophecy. It is the one gift that all of us have received. In our Hebrew Bible reading in the book of Numbers, the transfiguration has just happened and the gift of God's spirit spreads from Moses to the elders and then to two men. Some people are shocked that this really special gift is moving away from those in power and it seems to be being distributed amongst the people. And so they go to Moses and they tell Moses to stop it. And Moses responds with, 
Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets and the Lord would put his spirit on them. But see, the Lord indeed has put his spirit on all people. This is the great gift of Pentecost. Each member of the body of Christ has been gifted with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who comes to give us comfort and strength. We have all received the same spirit, so we are all able to prophesy. There are many ways to view prophecy, but one I think that speaks to us now is Walter Brueggemann's definition in the prophetic imagination. Brueggemann uh, defines prophecy as the skill to nurture, nourish, and evoke a consciousness and perception alternative to the consciousness and perception of the dominant culture. We as Christians are called to challenge the consciousness and perception that all of us are treated the same due to the color of our skin, that the police treat all Americans with the same dignity and respect, and the notion that we have no other choice but to accept things as they are. Since God has gifted all of us with this gift, and not just a few, and not just our leaders, we have no excuse. We are all called to prophesy about the beloved community. We are all called to work toward the kingdom of heaven, where none of God's children kill each other. It is a community community where each person is treated with dignity, compassion, love, and respect. We have all received this gift, and we have all received the vision of God's kingdom through Jesus Christ. And if we are to call Jesus our Lord, we must follow his way. We must prophesy. We must speak the truth, and we must preach the good news. All people are God's beloved children, and diversity is not a mistake, but an intentional part of God's design. We are not helpless to accept things as they are, but we have been given God's very own spirit so that we may have the strength and perseverance to make God's kingdom and God's will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Make no mistake, the journey to reconciliation and racial justice is a long and difficult journey. It will not be solved in one day. It will not be solved in weeks or even years. There is a reason why the rich man turned away when Jesus told him to give up all of his possessions. For in seeking the kingdom of God, you will lose many things. You will lose friends. You will strain your relationship with family members. You will lose your ability to sleep soundly at night. You will lose parts of your identity. You may even be passed for a promotion. You may lose your job, and for some, you may even lose your life. Telling the truth that the American dream is only a dream for some and a nightmare for others will cost you. But what will you gain? For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for Jesus's or the kingdom's sake will find it.
God, I pray for us and for this nation as we are forced to wrestle with the iniquities and violence that have been exposed in recent weeks. Help us to resist looking away and may we be ready to answer for the wrongful deaths of your beloved children. We mourn and we are angered by the deaths of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and countless others. We condemn those who abuse their power and thwart justice. And we demand that those who exploit tragedy to sow violence and hatred be held accountable. Give us the grace to follow the example of communities all over this nation overcoming racial, religious, and economic differences to love, protect, and build each other up. Give us the courage and the strength to prophesy, the humility and compassion to listen, and the perseverance and will to bring your kingdom here. Amen.